Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Mary Jane. How's it going, Mike? Happy end of the year. Happy beginning of the new year. Oh, I, that's so much more positive. I love that. That's the way to look at it. Yeah. It's not the end of the road. It's the beginning of a new journey. 2020. Fuck, man. My resolution is positivity, too. Really? Yeah. You're making a resolution? Yeah. I think like a, I think an ethereal one to keep in the back of the brain box mm-hmm. is a good thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you want to cheers? Sure, you're, I'll cheers you. You were holding my, that up like you wanted to. With my coffee. Cheers, Mary Jane. Cheers, Mike. How are you? Uh, welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. We'll get there. How the heck are you? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah, I'm really excited to be like ushering in a new year doing this with you. Do you feel like you're an usher to your own life? I feel... <laughs> you know what we were just talking about before we started recording? About Circumcision? How we, what, now how we, I need to... Nearing my balls? No. <laughs> Let's Waxing to, your pussy? Let's get to all of it. Okay. No, I was saying that I need to change my life's diapers. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're full of shit. Your diaper is full. I feel like, yeah, life's diapers just get full and you got to change them. And that's really what a new year is. It's a diaper is... change. <laughs> <laughs> life's diaper just gets full. <laughs> Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Yeah, welcome to Weed and Grub. This is a podcast about cannabis, comedy, culture, cooking, and calling shit out. Like life's diaper just, oh, you're trying to walk and it's dragging behind you with a big brown streak. Yeah, big, stinky, full diaper. Thank God we get to change the air filter. It is, you know, yeah, I mean, a whole goddamn new decade, so... Yeah, but is that important to you? Um, I feel like the internet is placing importance on that because yeah. it's something to talk about, but I couldn't give two fucking shits less. It doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Like, I'm definitely not doing the retrospective or anything that everyone is doing, but I get that it, it works for some people to sort of just cast an eye back over the last 10 years. Uh-huh. You know, it's kind of neat. I, th- I think it's cool to, like, take stock, for sure. I mean, I feel like that's every It just makes year. me think about death. Hmm. I don't... Well, that's depressing. Is it? <laughs> is it? Oh, I don't think so. You don't think thinking about death is depressing? No. Well, that's actually what I like about you, is that you're not depressed about it. Not at all. And you don't find it awkward to talk about. Not or at all. Like, you and I have some pretty deep discussions about... Yeah. I mean, we, we don't have to get too deep at, no. in this pod, but I will just say, like, my thought on death is, oh, man, it's been such a good run. Hmm. That's my outlook on the whole thing coming to an end. Is like, what a run. I really loved the, you know, Ram Das just passed away right before Christmas. And a lot of people were like publishing, you know, all of his quotes. Way too long. And no, well, one of them was he said that death is just like taking off a pair of shoes that were too tight. I don't know what the exact quote was, but it's like, it's just easing out of a pair of old shoes. I like that. Into the next. I don't know much about Ram Dass, to be honest. No, you should, like, I, I think there's a really great piece that um, Madison Margolin wrote about him as a sort of remembrance, because she actually knew him really well. That's beautiful. I posted it on my Facebook, and it's just... Can you just tell me about him? Um, For anyone, just look him up, truly. I oh, cannot encapsulate God. his whole life. He was an amazing uh, philosopher and uh, like I can't no I can't encapsulate who he was he started out as Richard Alpert you know somebody's like he studied at Harvard with Timothy Leary he was a huge part of the counterculture and then he went to India and um, studied under a guru and learned a lot and then came back as Ram Dass 
Um, he was responsible for Be Here Now, which is a book that he published. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And um, yeah, like there's way too much to put into a few seconds. And I actually don't know enough to really talk about his life comprehensively. But anyway. I love anybody. You know somebody had a grand effect on culture when as soon as they die the memes come out and yeah and it's like whoa this guy was important a yeah. lot of memes yeah bob ross jim henson <laughs> Fucking, and Ram yeah <laughs> like that's the new the new tribute is no longer like yeah like when princess die died we like put a bunch of candles at the bridge and elton like john, elton john same thing song, but yeah. now it's like well who has time for candles when you can make a sick meme yeah well you know i'd love to be memed actually i've never been memed i think it's an honor after you pass mm-hmm. like when robin williams died and everybody was like genie you're free mm-hmm. and that was do i have something in my Teeth, no, I have something cake? in my teeth. Sorry. That wasn't an indicator for you. That was actually me picking my teeth because there's something in there. Would you ever tell me as a friend if I had something in my teeth? Yeah, absolutely. People don't, and I wish they would. You tell me. Yeah. You've done it a few times. Actually, we didn't know each other very well. Um, like kind of right when we were getting to know each other, and I had like a booger in my nose, and you told me about it, and I was like, oh, I was so mortified and then I was like well no that's actually kind of cool it's great yeah nobody wants to, because then uh, honestly it's as, just as much for you probably more for me because yeah. I don't want to look at that bug <laughs> I was just embarrassed you know because I wanted to be cool yeah well everybody has you, boogers yeah I just wanted you to think I was like you know not someone who has boogers <laughs> I don't fart <laughs> I don't shit nope I, I don't have boogers yep and my body is hairless. I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get into that. You want to talk, talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about okay. this. So before we, I mean, this is just great because we just decided to do loose moose, no like yeah. format, just a hang. Just a camel toe and a moose knuckle chatting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And before we started recording, we were talking about um, like high school and hair um, removal. Absolutely nightmarish. And how wild it was that we grew up like on, so I was in Newfoundland in high school in the early 90s, and there was no, like, I mean, definitely, like, I guess on the swim team, there was some, like, hair removal stuff that was going on, but for the most part, you, like, there was no Brazilian waxing, there was no chest shaving. Not, Sugaring. Yeah. None nope, of that. Not that kind of stuff. Like, you definitely dealt with your legs, and I dealt with my eyebrows. You shaved I, your eyebrows off, or you tweezed them up? <laughs> no, I did little wax strips. Oh. Um, I guess I started out tweezing in the middle because I had a bit of a unibrow. I had like a Frida Kahlo going on. Mm-hmm. Which, which, by the way, is sexy as fuck. I can't grow it back. I've tried. Really? Yeah, I've been tweezing so long that my eyebrows are kind of stuck this way now, which is a bummer. That is because you look know. pretty fucking hot. Thanks. Yeah. Um, But you were talking about uh, how you shaved your whole... My nuts, my balls, my ass. Wild. Shaved it, nared it, Oof. hated it. Gross. Oh yeah. Well, like the smell. I mean, I'm the not, smell. Well, yeah. I didn't know that nair just burns your skin off. Like I didn't know that it's like dipping your, yeah. like dipping yourself in a vat of acid and then it calling it a day. The hair. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Mm. Yeah, and so like not only did my body, because I have the most sensitive skin, turn what what color like a red sunset yeah you know what i mean like the pinks and reds of a sunset Mm. and my body was on fire and it was terrible but also because i nared my balls and that is like it's thinner skin than your neck and your neck is thin as fuck yeah you know what i mean and so that hurt tremendously and because i nared my ass too because i didn't like having hair around my asshole like the whole situation was a disaster i couldn't jack off like everything Ooh. about it you know when you walk weird <laughs> like yeah. it, it's the whole thing was a disaster <laughs> but it was like but it was like it's either that or like have a hairy body in high school and i definitely didn't want that either well that's so interesting because like i feel like that 
was told it was totally acceptable if not even like fucking cool to have hair on your chest in high school where i was from at that stage but you were like in st louis at the end of the 90s or the early 2000s which is everything is homophobic everything is sheltered it's 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 a nightmare so it's like well and also porn (sighs) oh yeah like internet porn i think was probably informing some of that hair removal at that point because like I didn't get uh, like a pussy wax, a full fucking Brazilian until I moved to Seattle in like 2001 or 2002. I'd never even like thought of it. But all of a sudden I was sort of like, you know, surrounded by people who were like, oh, you don't like wax it all off. That's crazy. How does how does anyone find you attractive if you have like a, a bush? So the social you walked into a cultural construct that you had never experienced before. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So you got it. I got I got a Brazilian. Um at this spa in Seattle from this gal who looked just like Heather Locklear. She, um, as she waxed me, each strip that she would yank off, she would like show it to me, which was a really weird experience because I'd never had a wax. So I was like, what are you, why are you like showing me my pubic hair? But I think she was just showing me how much she was getting, but I I kind of felt shamed by it. And then, wait, hold up. Yeah. It's like, look at your disgusting. Yeah. Look at your gross, weird body hair. Gross. Because it's the same as a Biore strip, right? Where they show you all the blackheads that come out of your nose and they're like, look how gross your form is. Yeah. And there's supposed to be something satisfying about that. I did not find it satisfying. I just felt weird about it. And she was smelling it and like the tip of her tongue just kept being like. No, she was just like really tiny really blonde really like everything I wasn't and it was just such a weird experience and then I walked out of there with no pubic hair for the first time in my life and so when you're accustomed to having a full bush and then you don't all of a sudden there's like nothing to catch any of the sweat and so you're like sliding around down there like a weird little I felt like a dolphin and then like when you have sex it's so strange it's such a strange feeling I just have never understood because the cum like slides like Teflon right off the top and just like hits the wall no it wasn't (laughs) no it was just like your body's together it was um I don't know. I just, I really didn't like the way it felt. And I know like people are really into not having hair on their genitals, but I, I'm not that person. I, I get the porn, you know? Yeah. Well, I get the porn part because it's like, you got to show angles. And so it's like, if there's too much, I guess if there's like the dicks look smaller and the like, but have you ever seen porn from like the sixties or seventies when yeah, it's people trash. Have, really it's I think terrible. it's so sexy. No, really? Yeah, yeah. Burt Reynolds style, fucking wow chicka wow. And the girls all have like beautiful kind of heavy breasts and like big bushes and yeah. You love that. Fucking into it. I maybe if it was because I was raised on the complete opposite of that. Yeah, like a bunch of like naked jacked people pounding each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spit in my mouth and Ew. kick me in the face. <laughs> They see we have such different fucking upbringing. Totally. That's wild. Yeah. Like mine was like, um, how do you spell bondage? Well, it'll autocorrect. Like, you know what I mean? And for you, it was like, buy a fireplace. (laughs) Yeah. And read some Anais Nin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe 2020 is the year when, um, I don't know, America won't watch so much crazy porn. I Well, it's only going to get crazier, I think, because the world is so much crazier. Like, I, I feel like porn peaked. Right around when Facebook was invented, because like because now it's so 
it's it's like come back around mm-hmm. to the point where I feel like porn is almost uninteresting again. Great. You know? Yeah. yeah. Everybody look away from that for a minute. We don't need that. Well, where can it go? I feel like it has to go back to what you're talking about I with like big bushes and heavy balls. Because there's something beautiful about like, you, you know, I, I, I think like, well, it's actually interesting to talk about porn with you because we do have such different relationships to it. We came from such different times with porn. And I absolutely like, I love erotica. I love erotic novels. And there was a time when like I first experienced porn. I had a boyfriend who showed me my first porn actually. And it was a whole VHS tape that you Hmm. watched from start to finish like it was a movie and it was kind of neat yeah and I didn't know about a lot of the things that like that was the first time I saw like double penetration which I was like what the hell is that that's crazy right so it was like it wasn't super you know straight lace like there was definitely some stuff in there that kind of blew my mind but it was very old-fashioned for what you would see now whereas you know like now it's like you just watch a clip that is long enough for you to jerk off to right Right. well but it's also the it's not only that but it's like there's no real soft porn i don't mean soft core but i mean like everything is so aggressive and violent that it's almost like a lion ripping the throat out of an antelope and yeah. that's supposed to make a dude come. Right. And I and I don't know what I don't know if it's hot to a woman or not because I'm not a woman, but like that's for the male perspective is like um it's like a tiger who is supposed to throw a gazelle in a tree and then like make it bleed. Right. You know? Is that so graphic? I'm so sorry. No, no, but like, no. I'm actually interested in it though because like the, I know there is a whole category of just women coming by themselves and mm-hmm. I'm sort of like always fascinated by that existing and sort of like heartened by it because I'm like oh good you know there there is enough of a desire to want to see that 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 category I have one clip in my head that I'm like super into that is that like a woman enjoying her own orgasm with no dick around her and maybe not even any toys like she's just enjoying feeling great and i think that that's hot as hell but yeah that whole like weird jackhammery fucking like slippery i don't know the front page of everything yeah it's on the front page of everything yeah. and that's like where we're at at least like in america i i see the the fucking parallels yeah you know well, maybe it'll swing back around i really think so maybe yeah. this is the year we'll have a woman president and everyone will watch old-timey porn <laughs> <laughs> It sounds so nice. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah. Isn't that what the fucking world needs? 2020, the year of caressing and telling your friends you love them? Yeah. Fuck, give it to me. A lot of hugs. Let's all have some hugs, man. I like the idea of new decade. Yeah. More hugs. More hugs. A lot of foreplay. Mm-hmm. A lot of soft touching. Being honest and open and setting strong boundaries. Mm-hmm. Saying what you want, putting it in the air while yep. saying no to also, the things that you don't want. Gentle kissing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ear licking. <laughs> Just putting it out there and putting it in the air. <laughs> gentle licks and whispers yeah. on the neck. Licks and whispers. Licks and whispers. 2020, the year of licks and whispers. <laughs> oh, that sounds creepy as hell. <laughs> no, consensual licks and whispers. Yeah, consensual licks and whispers and sweetnesses. Oh, Bobo's into it. Yeah. What's up, Bo? He's in. All right. Yeah, what about for 2020? What um, about it? For 2020. Oh! <laughs> 2020 <laughs> is the year in which the entire month of April will be 420. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, dude. There's going to be a whole month of 420. Oh. And 420 on April 20th in 2020. 420 20. It's like the inception of 420 <laughs> folding in on itself. <laughs> Everyone's going to be Christopher Nolan's blitzed. I haven't even thought about where I'm going to be yet, but we've got to be somewhere cool. I would love to be on like a mountain. I was just going to say, 
a mountaintop. Mountaintop feels appropriate. Let's be on a mountaintop. I want to like blow clouds around clouds. Yeah. Will you hang out with me? It's important too. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Let's do a fucking get together. Anyone want to come to this mountaintop with us? It's on a Monday. Okay. 420. Um, I'm assuming we'll be in LA. Maybe we'll have just gotten back from Spain. Yeah. Wherever it is. That's so freaking cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Whole dang month. It feels important to celebrate that in a way that is a bit grandiose. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And maybe really connected to, um, you know, obviously like enjoying getting high, but also, yeah, connected to the earth and the clouds and the plants. I mean, if nothing else, some good mushrooms in a forest is always a safe bet. Hell yes. You know? Down. Always down for that. But I would like to go do something that I've never done before. And I'm not much of a mountain man. So yeah. that's why I was like, oh, it should be a challenge. It, be, it should be something earned as well. Like yeah. I'm, I want to earn it. I'm just putting it out there right now that there's a cloud forest in Mexico where there are uh, mushroom hunters specifically psychedelic mushroom uh, hunters and shamans. It's a very special and sacred place that I've only read about and I've always wanted to go. So maybe that's wow. a place to look into. I love that. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what a cloud forest is? Um, well, I know what I'm picturing. Yeah. Is it about right? Am I probably right? Well, I don't know what's in your head. Like uh, like Kirby's Dreamland, like Super Mario kind of shit? <laughs> sure. Like low clouds? <laughs> you know, like, you know, we're like... It's, I, my it's just foggy and yeah. high trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. at an elevated altitude. And so instead of it being a rainforest, it's just like misty and cloudy. So a lot of like ferns and greenery grow, but it's at a higher altitude than rainforests. That sounds I believe. awesome. Yeah. I fucking love that. Yeah. I would love to. I also like the idea where it's just foggy, but they're like, yeah, but it's like high up. So that's <laughs> technically clouds because of the altitude. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just fog. It's like, no, no, no. Fog is down here. Fog is sea level. Fog is sea level. So uh-huh. these are like clouds based on height. You know what's so fucking weird is in LA, there's this thing that everyone calls the marine layer. And I'm like, it's fog, guys. That's fucking fog. It's fog. Yeah. Yeah. There you have to be all LA about it. Yeah. It's like it's like a Cali King. Yeah. For a bed. Yeah. All right. Okay. You just had to <laughs> make it your it's thing. fucking extra about it. It's so, it's California so extra. So extra. <laughs> California is so extra. I had a fucking dude t- tell me that he was going to kick my ass the other day, and he was so LA about it. And I was like, wow, you are so extra. What? Why? Was up, he like bro? handing you his headshot as he said it? And he's like, but if you are someone who can help me in my career, I would really love to connect. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What happened? It was just a parking altercation, and I um, told him to go fuck himself, and he said he was going to kick my ass. A man yelled at you that he was going to kick your ass? Yes, that he was going to beat me because he thought that I had insulted his wife. Did you? (laughs) No. Did you? No. I don't think I was polite, like I maybe could have been. But um, she was super rude, and so What's I was rude back. And ugh, it's a long story that I don't really want to get into. But basically, okay. there was like a maneuver that he wasn't able to execute in his giant fucking escalator, whatever the fuck it was. And he was holding up traffic with his like bad moves, and um, she was like, the traffic was piling up, and his wife was trying to direct him, and she was like, they can wait. And I just leaned out my window, and I was like, we are waiting, we are fucking waiting. And he got out of his car and came over and told me he was gonna kick my ass. What was your response? Because I was rude to his wife. Oh, my God. Because he couldn't handle his Escalade, <laughs> his little dick Escalade. So totally. he had to like transfer his aggression that he couldn't take out on his embarrassment. And his wife, who yeah. probably was like 
he was like, oh, this is demasculating. Ugh. So he had to come over and yell at a stranger to like put yeah. the energy somewhere. And I legitimately had been rude because I was frustrated. And I was also like, I'd just been crying that day. Like there was a bunch of other stuff going on and energetically it was just fucking weird. And I shouldn't have said anything. And anyway, whatever. The whole thing was dumb. But it was so very like extra. I was like, you don't need to... No, none of this needs to be happening yeah, right now. That sounds like a curb your enthusiasm situation. Like, <sighs> oh, I'm going to fucking rip your fucking head off. Like, yeah, and fuck I, you. And then I don't. Is he wearing like a gold watch and track pants too? No, he was like a very Yeezys. hipstery, tall, handsome, kind of L.A. filmmaker type. Hack. He, he looked he he looked like, um, yeah, like he had rage issues and he worked out a lot. Mm-hmm. And he was also kind of handsome. It was, yeah. He, um, I told, I, I then got extra on his ass and I was like, well, I've got your plate and I know where you live. Nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And then he told me to get out of there with my little dog. It was all wicked witchy and super dumb, but. Oh God. It was the first moment where I, I really like, like I felt like, um, LA like came to a head for me in, in not a good way. Yeah. And I had to like kind of let that go. I'm ready to let that go too. It, it's one, I've never seen more people get out of their car Mm -hmm. to yell at somebody in Mm -hmm. the car behind them than since I moved here. Yeah. It is so extra. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. (sighs) Let's let go of that one. Cool. Glad it got out of you. All right. Thanks Uh, thanks for listening to my dumb parking story. Dump that diaper, Mary Jane. Yeah, I got a little change life's diapers every (laughs) once in a while. I like the idea that there are moments on this episode where we're going to vent and just like... Dump the diaper a bit. Dump the diaper, and then I'm going to eat a bite of this delicious carrot cake. Mm. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Um, oh, I'll dump the diaper a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new segment. I'll dump the diaper. Dump the diaper. I went to the um, deep dish pizza place by your, by you while you were out of town. Oh, when I was watching, yeah, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to say the name because it's a bad story, but oh. here we go. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Okay. We're, we're not editing this one. Nope. Because um, I was watching your cat, my favorite being on the planet, Bobo. Yep. Bobo-san. And so I wanted to stay at your place, get a big fat deep dish pizza and a Caesar salad mm-hmm. and just stay at your place and binge watch some bullshit. Smoke yeah. a bunch of weed, hang out, let the cat push its asshole into me. <laughs> he loves you so much. It's great. It feels good. But I went there and so I got the food to go and I immediately wrote it down because I was like, what is the social structure of this situation? Because I ordered to go, uh-huh. the server took it, put down my bill and a pen and was waiting there for me to sign and leave a tip and do all of that stuff Mm -hmm. during my order. And I was like, oh, I'll sign this when I get the food Mm -hmm. and I see how this all goes. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, okay. And immediately I felt so put on blast and so like imposed, like impressed upon because I was like, why would I... I don't know. Like, why is would that you a... tip on something that you haven't received? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Exactly. And I was like, I was like, but also she's busy and she's probably thinking, what am I going to get? Two bucks from this fucking like thing? Yeah. I've got other stuff. To... So yeah. I don't know. It, I had a lot of time to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is, why, why do I have a problem with this? And also, is it even a big deal or am I being a sensitive little bitch? Mm, I, no, I don't think you're being sensitive. Well, I think you are sensitive to it, which is great. Um, the protocol is well okay so people don't usually tip on takeout orders which is 
when you're a restaurant worker sucks because it takes you time to take the order and pack up the food and deal with it just like it would take you time to deal with the table. So like when I was waiting tables and having to deal with to-go orders, if someone ordered to-go, um, generally I would, I would expect n- no tip at all. Um, so maybe she's just waiting to, for you to sign it so that she can just like put the but check then I have somewhere to stand, safe. Yeah, but then I have to stand there knowing that I didn't tip her for the next half hour while I'm waiting for my food. Or come, well, that's too long to like, wait. Well, it's a deep dish. But like the point is, is like, but then I'm like doing it all in front of her and I'm like, here's nothing for you. Go fuck yourself. And then I'm like, well, that's and then what a lot I'll of people my, do blatantly. Really? Oh my God, all the time. And it's fucking horrible. If you, so my, um, to go tipping, I say always leave 10%. If you're not going to leave a full 15 or 18 or 20%, depending on where you are like people in can a lot of people in canada only tip 15 just on um, on a on a dine-in basis or yes okay um like where i'm from 15 is kind of like going rate okay which is crazy i don't know um but yeah 10 percent on a to-go order is i at think reasonable least. yeah at least um so i don't know what she was doing but i think that it's pretty common for them to just like wait for you to sign it so they can just have dealt with it i didn't like the idea of like signing and doing something before like the closure of me getting my end of the bargain i get that it was i was like this isn't okay um like i still left a good tip and i still like did all the things right but i didn't like the i didn't i was like i was you like didn't like being pressured yeah yeah thanks I yeah that. so i don't know what the protocol is that's um, what i was curious about the protocol sign sign it and leave as much of a tip as you feel like i guess but but after but after you get the thing that you're there for i mean were you gonna like take it all out of the bag and examine it and then tip based yeah, on I hold what it, it up, looked like i hold it up to the light <laughs> i get out my jeweler's loop i look at each crouton because if it's a little overly brown i'm not gonna pay for that i'm gonna wow. have to send it back all right i yeah. don't know I, I would have just tipped and signed it and handed it back to her. But also you have the right to do whatever the fuck you want. Well, but because then I was like standing there. Was she rude about it? No, not at all. Oh. No, she was nice. Okay. But then, because then I was just sitting there with it next to me. Yeah. Which also felt insane. Yeah. Because now. That's like a weird aggressive, like microaggression on your part where you're yeah, like, yeah, I'll yeah. tip you when I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Which I didn't like either. Yeah. So like the whole thing. Uh, like I just no canceled win. the order and left. <laughs> <laughs> now you can never go back to Blackburn. Do not serve this man. He manifested a crazy story in his head wow. and then yelled, that's not going to work for me and left. And we don't know the context or what it was about. <laughs> he went to bed hungry that night. <laughs> <laughs> it wow. drove me bananas. Yeah. I don't hmm. know. I don't know. I always appreciated working at restaurants that refused to do takeout. How do you feel? Well, I don't. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, I worked at a couple places a where they were like, "You can dine in, or you can go fuck yourself," and it was like awesome because that hooks you up because you know you're yeah. gonna get a fair shake. Yeah, and also you're not dealing with like all the fucking bullshit takeout containers and you know packing up orders, and then you always get something wrong with a takeout order, or people aren't happy with it because they get it home and it's cold, and it's like, yeah, you should have fucking eaten it here. Yep. I actually really appreciated recently. I got Vietnamese food and the was ordering it to go and um the server was like you should really just sit down and eat it here and she really tried to talk me into staying and i was like i super appreciate that mm-hmm. if you have the time like i remember when i lived in paris i um was on a subway one day eating a croissant and i i like was kind of new i hadn't lived there that long and i re- realized all of a sudden that i had all these eyes on me and I couldn't figure out what was going on and then i figured out it was because i was eating on the subway train which to them was just like the height of rudeness 
Like, how could you? Really? Why would you ever? You disgusting fucking pig. And yeah, there's a, a like the French cultures that you just would never eat on public transportation. You go to the comptoir at the like local cafe where you stand and you can have an espresso and a hard boiled egg or a croissant or whatever it is. But you just take the five minutes to do it. And I just like, I don't know if I've told that story on here before. That I feel like me, maybe I have. That but. shakes me up because as somebody who was raised in the era, era of... Um, movies making fun of French people and calling them all uppity like did you ever like I don't know what was going on that's like a centuries our, old tradition it's it's crazy but yeah. like I don't know what was going on with the propaganda and the government at the time where they're like yo French people have to be uppity and like smarmy we hate them because of some trade embargo going on like I remember just like every movie freedom fries fun. yeah right it was mm. like and so my first thought when I hear that is like, oh, these uppity fucking French. But then the flip of that is I think about how America, you're supposed to just go, go, go. Yeah. And it's like, if you have time for lunch, you're like, if it, if you have time to lean, you have time to clean, right? right? So it's like, no, like taking that moment to stand and eat or eat on the train yeah. sounds totally reasonable. It's just like, do it somewhere where I don't, I'm not like in a car with you yeah, or whatever. And so like here in LA, your car is for getting places, crying and eating <laughs> <laughs> and hotboxing. <laughs> but in France, <laughs> cars are just for going places. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's beautiful. Oh man. Yeah. I cry in my car all the time. Everyone does. Woo. If you're, not, if you're not picking your nose, yeah, I've, I want to know what the percentage is of nose pickers in traffic on the 101. It's 100%. It's 100%, Everybody. right? Everybody. <laughs> Everyone's just <laughs> listening to podcasts, picking their nose. Uh-huh. Oh, man. How, what I love about this podcast is we start with Ram Dass and yeah. changing your newborn diaper. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how long we've been recording, but here we are. <laughs> Right. Yeah. You know the other porn thing I was thinking about? What? Did you see Steph Curry to baby and Aesop Rocky's dicks? What the fuck are you talking about? It was a fucking week for dicks. What are you talking about? Uh, nude pictures of Steph Curry, who's a Golden State Warriors point guard. No, I know who Steph Curry is. And the baby. Yeah, I know who the baby is. Uh, their dicks leaked. And then an Aesop Rocky sex tape leaked all in one week. What are you talking about? All Christmas- right around. Christmas week? Yeah, Christmas oh, I, week. I wasn't like not on the internet over Christmas, which was lovely. That sounds great, but they, they were trying to hook you with a bunch of dicks. Wow. Yeah, it were was the leaks, wild. Um, they leaked them? Uh, I, I never know what to trust in the situation. Did but they seem mad? You can't be that mad when you that got that nice a dick. <laughs> okay, so no. you've, you've seen all of the dicks. I had to look at them all. Mm-hmm. Of course. These are superstars. What are they working with? Yeah. You know? But Steph Curry, to me... Like that scene. Well, what in what context was it? Was it a pic that he had sent someone, and then someone like shared it with the press, or was it like a? It's either that or like because everything. Was he Snapchatting in, someone who was like a hookup, or? I don't really know, but I also have a theory that because everything is in clouds now, the government can go into any phone at any time to find. Like I feel like there's just a backlog of dicks and pussies of mm, famous people sure. to like distract us whenever. Something needs to happen. The fappening. Mm -hmm. Christ, That's what they called that big um, nude hack where like Jennifer Lawrence and a bunch of other celebs had their pics released. They called it the fappening. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, like the sort of deep state conspiracy is that it was like released to distract from something else that was going on. Oh, okay. I would love to like look more into that. what was going on over Christmas that people were trying to distract? I don't know. But like the Steph Curry pics were definitely 
pics that it looked like he sent somebody yeah. you know like there was a towel and there was like a side one that like looked like a lot of time went in where it's like that's not big enough that looks <laughs> all right that's the angle wow. you know that kind of shit yeah that's crazy and uh to baby mm-hmm. sticks fucking huge wow and amazing okay it's crazy i'm like yo <laughs> this dude's got it all he's got it all he does fucking have it all i finally was like okay because i saw the saturday night live performance and i was like Oh, uh, you know, I felt like a fucking asshole because we were at that, um, the celeb basketball game a few months ago. Oh, the baby, the baby, the baby. Yeah, yeah we saw him out. live we before him, he popped off. Yeah, we saw him live and I was just not into it. But oh, mostly, honestly, because the acoustics in that fucking arena were so atrocious. You couldn't hear any of the fucking music. It was just like a lot of shouting. It was a charity basketball game that was barely put together yeah and it yeah. was just like they just kept saying da baby over and over and over again and i was like who what is happening no and then snoop dogg showed up and i was like this is awesome yeah. but um and you hung out with him yeah on the basketball court for a second yeah that was fucking cool but then i saw that fucking saturday night live performance and i was like oh he's fucking awesome like he's i think the i don't know like his fucking dancers and the way he was like just uh, so i put it was on great it was a yeah. great performance. I finally like put on his album last night and was listening to it in my car after crying. <laughs> and it was awesome. He's great. Yeah. Do you want to see what great. his dick looks like? No. Okay. I don't. Do I? Maybe. It's, I don't right. know. I feel, I feel like predatory about it now. You do? I know. Okay. I okay. have to. No. And also the ASAP Rocky uh, porn video. Not oh, the, yeah. Not that great. He was like a self-tape. It's just not like you, what you're hoping. Can when you it's see like, the person that he's with? Um, or is it mostly him? It's it's a little of both, but like the funny thing on Twitter was everyone's like, "Yo, that boy's stroke game is not as good as his rap game." Whoa! And I was like, Ooh, they're shit. critiquing his like fucking moves. Yeah, rough man, rough. Okay, hold on. Do you want to see it? Yes. Well, the thing is too is that like anybody who or any like leaked shit like this, uh-huh. all they have to say is like, "Not me," right. photoshopped, sure, whatever. Yeah. Or you can just be like, "Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah." <laughs> <laughs> And I like the hell yeah. <laughs> I think the hell yeah is like so much better. Listen, if I had like, you know, the most banging fucking bod that I was feeling really, really good about and I felt confident in taking naked selfies, I would completely fucking right? put it out there for sure. Like I actually did a naked photo shoot when I was living in Seattle with my boyfriend at the time and we were part of a photo exhibit where my fucking naked body was up on a wall and um it was like his it was kind of like the curves of our asses and then my hand and his dick whoa it was a beautiful picture and you couldn't tell it was us but everyone knew it was us because it was part of the theater community and it was pretty small but like i had a naked picture of my ass on a wall in a gallery and i felt pretty great about it honestly that's awesome kind of neat and it was like really there is an empowering feeling about it if you're choosing it obviously if you're choosing it yeah here's his dick holy smokes (laughs) (laughs) wow okay right yeah what are you gonna do show it off man yeah it's fucking great yeah also like show it off no matter what like i think if you feel good about it I just saw someone who had taken a naked selfie and posted it on Instagram with, you know, strategically located emojis and stuff. And her body was just like super, you know, normal. More like the man. No. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking of a baby joke. 
Oh. Because of, the, of like a baby dick. You're still on the baby. I, I mean, it felt, it cracked my screen when yeah, I brought it up. That's fucking. It's a heavy one. It's intense. Anyway, sorry. So, I, well, I was just like kind of intrigued by this person who just posted an image of herself naked. It was just as like a smiling selfie. She'd taken in a mirror with strategically located emojis and like an imperfect, perfect body, you mm-hmm. know? And I was thinking about how also one of the most liked photos on my Instagram this year was from um, an artist who had taken some photos of like beautiful big bodies naked. And I was like, yeah, it is. It is that time in, in the world where we need to like just love those bodies as much equally, if not more than the fucking perfect skinny Peloton fucking oh yeah BS yeah you know why she agreed totally agreed yeah like let's let's love all of the bodies it yeah bodies are hot mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna have a good time with my body this year I'm deciding right now really yeah I'm putting what that does that in the mean air. to you uh, like swimming coming... naked oh okay spending a lot of time naked spending a lot of time in the sun and the ocean naked um, yeah like masturbating having good sex. Um, I don't know. Yeah, just like feeling... what about what about like your sandwich game? My sandwich game, meaning like what I'm putting into my body. Yeah. Oh, like I would like to be smaller than I am right now for sure. I'd like to weigh less pounds so that I am feeling healthier. But that I don't know. That doesn't really relate to having a good time in my body. No, I, I don't mean like that. I mean like oh. I mean like um I mean we're sitting here eating carrot cake and drinking coffee. Dude, so it's New it's Year's fucking Eve. awesome. Come on. No, 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 no. I mean like like right now I'm on this like making vegan sandwiches kick. Oh yeah. Where I'm trying Thank to like you. lose like I, I've lost like a shitload of water weight even in these past like week just oh. by eating that way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like I know it's the end of the year and everyone's panicking and everyone wants to go to the gym and like feel their best, look their best. But I am seriously thinking about how I want to eat mm. in the new year. And it's like I want to cook more. I want to use more like ingredients and less packages. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't really care how much I weigh but I want my body to feel better because yeah, my yeah, yeah. body doesn't feel that good right now. Totally. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think, you know, I was like kind of mapping out this first quarter of 2020. Q1. Q1. Uh, during which time we will be journeying to Austin for South by Southwest. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we both have birthdays right after that. And I was thinking how I would love to hit South by and my birthday feeling healthy and whatever weight that is at it's you know hopefully a little slimmer than I am right now but definitely not about a number just more about feeling like capable capable like feeling physically capable like I think about how my dad his whole life like his part of his mental health was just being physically fit and that meant that he rode and he ran and he did all the things he cycled everywhere And he was just like, up until the day he died, he was like, you know, doing dialysis and still going out rowing or skating or whatever. And that, that was really a mental health thing for him, you know? And I think that, you know, when I'm feeling really low, which I have been actually, it's been kind of like a a wild year in a lot of ways. And I've hit some points when I felt really sad. The thing that helps me the most is going for a hike in Malibu or just moving my body and feeling capable, feeling like, you know... Even if I'm sad, I'm still like up and at him. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely think like, you know, along with eating well and having a good sandwich game, strong sandwich game, um, I definitely want to just like move. I'd like to dance. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Say more, as our friend Alexis Novak would say. Well, when I was crying in my car the other day. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I picture 
like I get in your passenger seat and I open the door and just like salt water pours out like an ocean wave. I, that's what I, I pictured. Mean, like some people have beer cans and you open the door and it all falls out. And in your car, it's just like you went through the car wash with the fucking sunroof open or something. Have you seen the movie Amelie? No. You've never seen Amelie? That lovely French film? I haven't. Oh. Hmm. Well, there's a moment when she melts and she just dissolves into a bucket of water on the tile floor. It's a beautiful moment. And um, yeah, sometimes I, I have dissolved a little bit, but it's not that bad. I'm really okay. I just like, I let, I like to let it out, Mike. Yeah. I'm a person who lets it out. Yeah. So when I was in my car, I don't I keep it in and then I go up to somebody's car window and tell them I'm going to kick <laughs> the shit out of them soon. Oh, that was you. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> great. Um, no, I was in my car the other day and I was feeling low and I put on this fucking amazing track that I just discovered from um, the Queen and Slim soundtrack. There's this beautiful song called Collide. And um, I was listening to that and it just like lifted my spirits fucking right away. And I was thinking about like all of the fucking amazing music that's out there and some of the amazing people making that amazing fucking music, some of whom have been on this very fucking podcast, some of whom will have on this podcast in 2020. And how I want to go see more live music and move my body and dance and like exalt a little bit because like, holy fuck, dude, 2020, I hope it's a wonderful fucking year. But no matter what happens, things are crazy and things are not good. So it's really important, I think, to like exalt and do the things that we can do to feel um, any moment of like joy and happiness. And sometimes that's like moving your fucking body. Dancing around. Yeah. 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 I like that a lot. So if you'd like to dance, I will go dancing. I would. Have you ever tried those um, silent dance parties? <laughs> no, I really hate them, actually. You do? But you've I, never gone. But I've never gone. I just like, I, I don't know why I have a thing against them. Alexis had one for her birthday and I couldn't go. Yeah. And it was like a round room. So there's mm. no corners to hide in. Cool. And it's headphones and non-judgmental and you just like cut loose. And because you have your headphones on, mm-hmm. you can get into a safe space because you feel isolated okay and so that nobody's looking at you and you can just be as as dancey as you want and i was like maybe that would be a good entry for me mm. because i'm too self-conscious in a dancing setting to actually dance i'm i'm too hyper aware of everyone around me yeah to to feel free yeah and so i was like oh maybe that's a good way to like build toward the same way you would with like a fear like you don't just, you know, you can jump into the middle of the ocean if you're scared of sharks mm-hmm. or you can like start small. Yeah. If you're afraid of spiders, you don't get a pet tarantula. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And so because right. I'm scared to dance, mm-hmm. like maybe something like a like a headphone round room is the way to I love that. get free. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I do see people like you who get fucking down and I, I really, I envy it and I get jealous of it. I do get down. I love getting down. But I also, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I do. I remember once when I was dancing at a afternoon backyard fucking wild party in New York on the Gowanus Canal, and like my hair was wet and I was wearing a sundress and I was just like fucking raging, raging, raging dancing. And I had a guy say to me, he was like, "I don't know how you do that." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's so interesting. Like, I I wish you would just join me because it's actually not that. It's impossible. You just, you just have to let go. Right." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. You just inhaled three times. <laughs> you just have to let go, Mike. That's like a doctor where you're like, it hurts here, and it's like, well, don't touch there. Yeah. Okay, but there's more to that than that. <laughs> yeah. Just let go. Fuck you. Okay, well, Ram Dass. <laughs> I'm 
be here now, Mike. Just be here now. Sure, sure, sure. We've we've danced together, you and I, though, in a crowd. In a crowd on Molly. Mm -hmm. Molly allowed me to get out of my own way in a way that is beautiful. Yeah. Um. So yes, shout out to the positivity of doing you know great drugs with a trusted person by my side. Yeah. But on a on a let's just go see Lizzo at the Orpheum level Mm -hmm. on a thursday night yeah. when you can't do molly right because you gotta work because you gotta fucking work the next day yeah. like that's the kind of free that i would like to be cool yeah well, maybe we'll start with the silent dance party hey, oh fucking sign me up okay let's go cool for real because like you know it's it's little things like that that are like healthy excuse me <laughs> I was wondering what was going on. As I you say, got, you, you're expelling your weird. Yes. You have that thing about when you like burp or things come out of you that you're like, it's actually sneezes the, are good and burps are bad. So we, you're expelling the bad. Yeah, we yeah, had yeah. this conversation like well, way back when we started this podcast, and you were talking about, and I, I was talking about the humors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So if you haven't heard that episode, I have a theory that when you're on the right path and you have a really great thought and you know you're on the right path, you sneeze. That, and when you like are expelling bad thoughts, being honest about how you want to get better, um, growth essentially, mm-hmm. those are burps, and you your body burps because it's like expelling a little bit of like density inside you. Huh. And sneezes are like s- soul celebrations, wow. I would say. Yeah. So in talking about how I wish I was free, a little burp comes out because it's like yeah, let go it wants of some that. stuff. You let go of some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Soul celebrations and. Uh, you know heavy belches yeah so anyway okay. um yeah so that sounds really good that sounds like a good 2020 goal cool um what other goals do you have i got, got a couple we got goals tell me some of your goals 20 for 4 2020 yeah um i want to be i think this year for me was laying a lot of groundwork for things to hopefully pop the fuck off in 2020 cool like this felt like I felt like I worked really, really hard this year, but not that many things that I was working towards came true. But I am very proud of how hard, how I just like left it all on the field. Mm. So I can't be like, woe is me or man, what about this? What about that? Because I genuinely feel like I left it all out there. Yeah. And so I'm really hoping that that was all the foundation for a pretty sick fucking house to be built in 2020. And in that house, I want to say... Yes, more to hanging out and having a social life and being around people and getting over the idea of like feeling guilty for hanging out instead of working. I want, I want to, I want to be good to my friends, but I also want to say no to shit that I don't want to fucking do. I want to say, I want to be able to say no and stick to it and mean it and not feel guilty for that either. And those are like two really big emotional goals in 2020 for me. Like I have my benchmark top 10 list of vision board, but those are the emotional ones. Fucking heard. Yeah. Yes. Solid. Solid? Yep. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Like if if we could all live so it's uh, simple but not easy, right? Like yeah. if we could all live simply by those like just strong boundaries saying yes to things that will make you feel better and no to things that won't. That would be awesome. It's great. But things get in the way and things get complicated and messy. So if you can, yeah, just simplifying, that sounds good. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Like I want an agent. I want a great writing job that lasts for a really long time. I want to create my own show, whether it's 
on Quibi or Netflix or ABC, like whatever, like I want to star in something. I want to be a lead. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to tour doing stand up and tour doing glazed and tour doing weed and grub with you. Um, I want, uh, I want to get offers instead of auditions. Mm-hmm. I want to get offers yeah. for my roles. Yeah. I want to be like a go-to improviser who is seen as someone who you can just like let loose on camera and is trusted to do that. I want to host a game show. I want to do more comedy hosting. You know, I want to cook great meals with friends and I want to like get our cookbook cooking. Mm-hmm. Like these are all physical goals that I think I can achieve some of them, if yeah. not all of them. I'm yep. going to try and achieve all of them. And so those are the um, the physical ones. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and I want to lease a car. Wow. I want to lease a car this year. Okay. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I know that like I want to, I want something shiny and new in the car game. Ooh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Matt Finish? <sighs> yeah, right. Matt Black? Love those Matt cars. Fuck. <coughs> you got me choking on my yeah. spit. They're my- so fucking <coughs> the sexy. Something yeah. about it. I don't it- know what it is. It's it's like clean but dirty. Yeah, I just saw like a khaki <coughs> matte BMW the other day, and I was like, that is hot. Fuck off, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. See, I love that I also that saw shit. a dark blue Tesla with a white interior. That's my dream. Damn. Yeah, sexy. Damn. Yeah. Crying that? Yeah. <laughs> I want a Tesla to cry in. No, hey, I don't so want to cry the... in my car. Like, I don't want to cry. It says like mileage. It says like... Tears. <laughs> No, I would like, I would definitely like to cry less in 2020. And I think a lot of that will, for me, have to do with all the things we've talked about, like dancing, exalting, um, eating great, being naked, swimming in the ocean, all those kinds of things. Like I felt like, you know, the touchstone for my happiness in the past couple of years has been when I have actually been naked in water. Like that has been a big part of being happy. Wow, you hate when you're... Pussy feels like a dolphin, but <laughs> when the rest of your body feels like it, you're into it, huh? Yeah, like just, that's so you nice. Know, or not even. I don't have to be naked, actually. I Sorry was, to make a joke while you're being honest. No, no, I it's apologize. okay. That's no, not at all. It's just like being, you know, in the Aegean Sea when I was, you know, in Greece a couple of years ago, or like just floating on my back in a pool in Palm Springs this September. I've had moments where I've just been like, oh, this is, this is happiness. This is. This is like just being at peace and feeling really good. So I definitely want to seek more of that out. And then like for my concrete goals, because you've put all yours in the air, I would like to say like I definitely want to write more for Rolling Stone. I want to also get an agent. I want to get a manager. I want to start auditioning again. I want to book a commercial. I want to write my solo show. I want to write a show that other people act in. I'd like someone to fly me back out to New York to do some acting work. I would like to um, write more for just any kind of performative stuff like TV. I want to work on that book um, that we've got going and I want to travel like three or four months of the year. Like I want to go to Spain, I want to go to Alaska again. I want to go to Australia, I'd like to go to like the cloud forest, maybe spend a week in the cloud forest. I love it. Take some psychedelics. Um, and I just like to make more friends, honestly, in LA. Like I'm a little bit lonely in LA and I'm so grateful for all of the fucking awesome people that I've met here and stuff, but I want to like hang out more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that seems like something that's on everybody's list. Yeah. It's like just more good social relationships. Yeah. And also I want to, fucking like contribute in a meaningful way politically 
you know, Yo. like I'd like to give some of my time. I'd like to like take a week and go to Iowa or, you know, Arkansas or wherever it is that I can be helpful and just be like on the ground as a volunteer for a candidate that I believe in. That's Elizabeth awesome. Warren. <laughs> I was hoping you would say who yeah. you really fuck with. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren. She's the one. Yeah? She's it. That's awesome. But, you know, I'll back whoever it is. But um, except for fucking Joe Biden. I hate that guy. <laughs> you wouldn't ride the malarkey bus? Oh, my God. From town to town? I uh, don't. I can't even stand it because he just might be the nominee, in which case I'm going to eat my words and support him. But um, Well, that's not because you like Elizabeth him. Elizabeth Warren. She's <laughs> the one. I feel that. Yeah. No doubt. These are good. That's good, right? We should probably wrap. How long has it been? We got some vision boards to make. Oh, yeah. We are making those. If you are listening to this, it's never too late to make one yep. for the new year, but they fucking work. They come true. They might not come true. Like, not everything on your vision board may come true, but you will put things there and they will stare you in the fucking face every day, and that's the way to get things happening in your life. I I just believe in vision boards. I've seen them work for me. I've seen them work for others. Mm-hmm. Make one. Yeah. Ron Funches, man. Yo, listen to his episode of Getting Better. He had a vision board party and he interviews everybody who was at the party about their goals, things that came true, things they were disappointed by in 2019, what their goals are for 2020. It's a great episode of Getting Better with Ron Funches. Make a fucking vision board. Yeah. Fucking do it. Whatever you have. Like, yeah, we've got some bristle board and some glue and we're going to fucking smoke a joint and... Let's do it. Get at Play it. Play some to baby. Yeah. Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, to wrap up, Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you for fucking listening to us, whether you just started or whether you've been ride or die with us since the beginning, or whether this is your first step and you're like, mm, I don't know about these two. <laughs> about this loose moose format. <laughs> <laughs> loose moose seems like, <laughs> yeah, we're just all over the map. I like a loose moose. I do like a loose moose. More of it. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Happy New Year, y'all. Yeah, happy fucking new year. Wherever you are, uh, if you're in a place that has legal weed, fucking good for you. If you're in a place that doesn't have legal weed, you know, like work to legalize it if you can. I hope you can enjoy it wherever you you get it, Uh, you know, grow your own. Or if you've got some, you know, a friend who has great weed and can hook you up, you know, hope you can like smoke with someone you care about. And uh, yeah, light your way into the new year. Light your fucking... Yo! Oh, can we end on speaking of New Year's babies to bring this shit full circle? Sure. Sorry I just snapped and pointed at you. I just got so excited (laughs) and then I realized that my body was doing what it was doing. And just as you said it, I looked out and I saw a hummingbird. Okay. Very cool. To to empty the diaper of the year. Okay. We've got to celebrate the the birth of... We got that DM yeah. from, uh, oh, I got to look it up. I'm okay. not doing a good job. No, it's okay. You know who I'm talking about though, right? I don't know. They oh. listened. Oh my God, I do. It's fucking, yes. No, it wasn't a DM. He just tweeted about it. Um, dang, let me see. This is the perfect full circle. Fucking baby new year. Yes, yes. Hang on a second. I will look it up because it was on our cool. Weed and Grub account. So an expecting father was in the waiting room waiting for his baby girl to be born. And he tweeted and said he was um, listening to Weed and Grub while he waited, and it was just the fucking coolest thing. And Yeah, let's shout him out. He is... That's our butt of the week. Hell is this fam, yes. Is this brand new fam. So his um, handle is at nebula underscore Rick, and he said, at the delivery room, trying to stay awake while we await baby girl, listening to one of my fave podcasts at Weed and Grub. I didn't have to say the at part. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. And um, we wrote and uh, to see, and he said, thank you. She's home safe and sound. 
Born on uh, December 21st, the solstice. Oh, oh. Baby. So welcome, baby girl. See, we're emptying our diapers and she's filling hers up. What a beautiful thing. You're Life. So, what a touching way to think of it. <laughs> Man. I'm so, I'm so happy for them. Yeah. That is, that's a feel-good way to end 2019. It sure is. Mm. Thank you, everybody, for just listening and hanging with us and writing to us. And I'm excited to more of all of it in 2020. Give me some more. Yeah. Mary Jane. Mike. Let's make some vision boards. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye, everybody. Bye.